Blog Talk Radio. Admission process. 
and to ensure that their employees were not engaged in any of these bribery schemes. Now, clearly, money was being exchanged, so somebody on the inside of these universities was involved in the bribery schemes. So the suit went on to say unqualified students found their way into the admission roles of highly selective universities, while students who played by the rules and did not have college bribing parents were denied admission. <laughs> so these two young ladies that are suing are saying that they believe that their uh, Stanford degrees were devalued because prospective employers may now question whether or not they got in on their own merits or whether they had parents who bribed their way into the school. So I see where they're coming from. They're saying basically their degree won't mean much. If people go, oh, yeah, you got a degree from that school where all those parents were buying their kids' way in, you might be one of those. So I'm not impressed by your degree from, you know, these Ivy League schools. So uh, Singer, the ring leader, pleaded guilty to charges of racketeering and money laundering. This is the dude who was on these videos telling the parents things like, well, you know, it's difficult enough to get into these schools, but if you really want to get your kids in, I'm the one who can do it because I speak the language. I know what our children want. I know what they need. <laughs> he was he was photoshopping, photoshopping mm. kids, these parents' kids' heads on other pictures to make it look like, oh, yeah, they were an athlete in high school. Look, here's a picture of them on the rowing team. Here's a picture of them on the soccer team. And these kids don't play any of these sports. But he was greasing the palm, saying, look, give me, you know, so many hundreds of thousand dollars, and I'll grease all the palms and grease all the wheels and make it happen. And these parents were like, okay, how much? Because they just want the prestige of being able to say, oh, my daughter attends Yale. Oh, my daughter attended USC. Oh, my son. Oh, you know he's in Georgetown University. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, that bull. And some of these kids probably don't even want to go to college. Yeah, the one lady's uh, daughter didn't want to go. The one, the one actress, she was publicly saying on on on, on the internet that she hates yeah. school. <laughs> right. You know, the so the mom uh, the lady. Yeah. yeah. Her daughter saying, "I I hate school. I hate school." Now, is that a mess or what? I'm well, like, why would I mean? Because, I, yeah, just she hate school because I'm sorry. Go ahead, Papa. Well, her mother's rich. She has everything she needs. So getting right. a degree is going to achieve what? I mean, you know, Nothing. if you're sitting around, you're looking at laptops, or as the song says, you're looking at checkbooks, credit cards, more money than a sucker could ever spend. You're looking at all this. You got a trust fund. You got a access to money your mother then gave you a MasterCard, a Black American Express, and go to school to do what? To achieve what now that you're already rich? You know, it's it's very interesting to me. These kids, they're spoiled, my goodness. I mean, but I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you yeah. off to your go. That's all right. It's just the um, name of the college on the piece of paper. That's all. So if you're going to go out there and, quote, unquote, if they're going to get a real job, then I guess um, USC is on there or Georgetown or whatever. And also it's something for the for the parents to talk about. Oh, my my daughter, she attended Georgetown, and she attended this and this and that. And I'm yeah, like, you're right. And that, that conversation is very prevalent. That's what they do. And I think yeah, mostly so. as far as people of color 
have started following that lead. Some of them, they, they hear, even people on, on a lower scale level, middle class, they come to work and they're in the cafeteria talking about their child's in college. And other parents will take up on that and, and go completely and hock just so they can go in the same cafeteria and brag like the other one is when they hadn't even looked at the logistics of what the other person is really going through. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, it's very interesting. Well, here's the thing that I'm trying to understand. Now, they're paying all this money to get their child in the college, but their kid still mm-hmm. has to maintain grades in order to complete the whole curriculum and but the graduate. gig is in, though. The gig is in all the way to graduating. Yeah, you know, I was going to say, you're right. They got them, and they probably the have to pay more money. Once they I get you in, there's a certain amount of money. Once, once a, right, keep maintaining, then you got to keep paying. It's almost like paying um the mafia, so to speak. You know, you got to mm-hmm. pay to, to continue for that uh, child to continue her education. So she more or less just bought that it. Um, diploma. That's some crazy stuff. And the colleges are on it. They act like they're submitting all this stuff to prove the child worthy, but they're only doing that to front the game. The college is in on the on the on the uh, scandal as well. They just let people send all this little dopey stuff in to keep to to make a paper trail. Oh, well, we got them in because they sent all this stuff. But the college knows the fix is in. That guy collected $25 million. That's enough for a lot of people's pockets to be greased. So $25 million, mm-hmm. that's a lot of money. But you know what? This is kind of remind me of kind of the quote-unquote scandals that the athletes do. You know, a lot of athletes, they're not able to get to a certain grade point average. So... They slide mm-hmm. them through. I don't know if they pay them money or what they do to slide them through, but because they have this athletic scholarship, quote unquote, you know, so mm-hmm. to speak, they slide them through because they need them to win. And um, yeah. you know, it's kind of kind of the same thing, the, the same uh, kind of thing. So, you know, what do you do? Apples and oranges. <laughs> what you know? They got little students too taking their taking their exams and all that. So this, the racket is. Especially with sports figures in them colleges. Yeah. The boys don't do no homework. They don't do no studying. No. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. No. You're right. They, they, other they people are doing it, and they're for paying them. for it. Yeah. So I think they're yeah, going to start looking at a lot of stuff. Yeah, like the athletics, like I just said, and just the whole broad scope. They're going to look at a lot of stuff. But I'm I, I'm curious to to know how long this, did this investigation go on? Because they never did say. And, well, it had to be um, a minute. Yeah, it had to be, yeah. True, true that. So when they close yeah. in on you, by the time they close in on you, they really have all they need. Oh, sure. You know, and they got more than enough, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the one lady it's from Full House, she was just on it. She she was on it. She was she was rolling on TV. She was on with uh, yeah. Cindy Crawford with the makeup Both thing. She was her were. narrator. And then she oh, was at the award so show with this real skimpy outfit on, you know, this real oh, jumpsuit looking outfit, showing off her little flawless body and all. And her, her husband, well, he's a, a, some kind of I painter. I think the um, daughters were with her too. The daughters were with her at that at that um, award show. They were with her sometime. They keep yeah, showing everybody that just, her in the door. They're, they're living. Anytime a person can have a successful career at the Full House, they must be doing something crooked, yeah. really. <laughs> 
I'm just saying, you know. But I, I, I'm, I'm going to get into that story a little later, but, you know, the full house, they they were going to revise that, but I'll get into that story a little later on my Hollywood wrap-up. Mm. But, okay. Uh, all right, we're going to keep moving. All right, Mr. Paul Manafort. Oh, wow. He mm, has only boy. been sentenced, only been sentenced 7.5 years in prison on federal charges only. But he got other charges also. Former Trump campaign chairman Paul Manafort was sentenced to a total of seven and a half years in prison um, on federal charges. Um, then was hit almost immediately with fresh state charges in New York. They could put him outside the presidential's power to pardon. So he has 16 counts on that. And the Washington U.S. District Judge Amy Berman Jackson brushed aside Manafort's pleas for leniency and rebuffed him for misleading the U.S. government about his lucrative foreign lobby work and uh, for encouraging witnesses to lie on his behalf. So she goes on to say, it's hard to um, overstate the number of lies and the amount of fraud and the extraordinary amount of money involved in the crimes. Um, who sat? He sat stone faced in a wheelchair. Wheelchair, he has used because of gout. Really? He's sixty nine years old. He's gonna be seventy to April first, April Fool's Day. She added three and a half um, years on top of the nearly four year sentence Manafort received last week in a separate case. Uh, Manafort was among the first people charged in the investigation, and though the allegations um, did not relate to his um, work for the candidate Donald Trump, his foreign entanglements and business relationship uh, with an associate uh, the U.S. says has ties to Russia, intelligence. So, um, like I said, he, he he's uh, has 16 counts from New York prosecutors, so he got a lot to look forward to, <laughs> you know. Um, it, it's going to be interesting. It's just, it still doesn't seem just, like enough time to me. I don't think so either, but I think these 16 counts are going to get them maybe. You know, it's going to add probably 10 or 15 more years on it. So we'll see. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. He, You know, I did hear that he said he's going to be 70 on April the 1st and his wife needs him. Really? <laughs> okay. Well, heck, anybody getting ready to go to jail can say that. I'm X number of years oh, sure. and my spouse and significant other needs me. Sure. Mm-hmm. Crazy. So what you gonna be seven? You didn't old. think about that when he was when you when he was doing his dirt. He wasn't thinking about that then. No, I guess she didn't need him then. And where did that wheelchair come from all of a sudden? I know because <laughs> he has gout. Really? Uh uh-uh. uh. This, this judge, female judge, she ain't buying. Gout? She ain't buying shiggity. Uh huh. Please. Yep. <laughs> He's not buying shiggity. Oh, just floats around inside of you like a little cloud, you know? I don't know what mm-hmm. that is, but whatever it is, people got ailments, and if you did broke the law, you need to go to jail, period. Gout is that's, like that's a... Uh, Uh-oh. We'll break down on gout. You, like, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't fall for that. And hopefully, well, I thought they um, said there were still more charges forthcoming for him. 16 counts in New York City. Those are federal charges. So uh, 45 can't um, 
can't pardon him on those. Those are federal charges. I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping the New York lasers butt the rest because he needs to really bite. I mean, you know, Bill Cosby and everybody else go to jail like it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my bad. I mean, it does say the president can pardon federal crimes, but not state offenses. Right. Are you serious? Okay. Didn't know that. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, I think he's banking on getting that pardon. Sure. I'm quite sure it's that I'm quite sure they sat around the red table and, and, and said if if things happen, something go down, then you take the fall and I'm going to pardon you later. That's probably what they said. I think going to pardon him if he wins the election, the re-election. <laughs> but what if, what if he know. doesn't get re-elected? Oh, he'll get re-elected, believe me. But I'm asking, though, if he doesn't, then what? He will. You're not answering my question. If he does not get, if Trump does not get re-elected, Nobody's going to get pardoned yeah, unless true. the new incoming yeah. president decides to be lenient, which I don't see why they would. Right. Well, a, lot of presidents, a lot of presidents, including Barack Obama, have um, have pardoned people almost like on his, almost his last day. So well, yeah, that's Barack true. got a few people out there as well. So that's true. Somebody, yeah. I think he pardoned what's names. Uh, Ex-boyfriend, uh, Steve Harvey's uh, wife. I don't know. Ex, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, let's shift it over to you, Papa. What's your hot All topic? Right, what we got? Uh, man, I'm going to do like a scandal. I got to give me a little give me a little intern to do this for me because everybody else has got people doing stuff for them. All right. But uh, House passes a uh, resolution calling for public release of uh, the management report. Okay. Um, House of Representatives on Thursday passed a resolution calling for Special Counsel Robert Mueller. Robert Mueller's report to be released to the public once it is completed. Well, I thought they were going to do that anyway. All right. The vote was overwhelming bipartisan with uh, 420 members voting in favor of the resolution and zero voting against it. Four Republicans uh, voted, uh, actually voted against it. Wow. But anyway. Some Republicans voted against it? Yeah, they, I guess they didn't want it to be public. But, you know, the resolution is not uh, legally binding, but uh, passing it gives the Democrats an opportunity to keep the spotlight on issues that they uh, work to put pressure on the Justice Department to uh, disclose as much as Mello's finding. As possible, they especially want this to become public uh, with the elections coming up. They show just how many Republicans are all in scandalous situations. So, so Thursday afternoon, Senator uh, Senate Democratic Leader uh, Chuck Schumer of New York attempted to bring the Mueller report resolution to the Senate floor by asking the uh, unanimous consent and calling for the Senate to uh, pass the measure to get this rolling. Like I said, they want this out before the election. So the Democrats can expose just how many Republicans are dirty. So uh, it hasn't been uh, granted yet or sent to the Senate, so this is still a pending situation. But uh, the House overwhelmingly passed it, but the Senate's trying to get it passed in order to. They don't don't own the House. They don't own the Senate. So it may be a little harder for the Democrats to get that passed in the Senate. 
So they're trying to get them to get it out before uh, elections, or probably during the primary, just to give them more ammunition to throw at them. So it's vicious, man. Everybody's beating up on everybody. I know they said on the news they were surprised at some of the Republicans, at least one, and I think it was the guy from North Carolina who had been saying all along that he stands for the mor- moral principles yeah. and this and that. He changed so, his mind. Yeah, and then when it's time to vote, he just cr- caved and just because said, he, uh, okay, I'll, just, all, you know, I'll support it. That's all a front. You know, they act like they're going against Trump, but they're not doing that. No you know, way. Like, you big punk. You talked all that stuff about, you know, got to stand for what's right, and then you're going to turn around and support this emergency resolution or whatever they're calling it. And you know 45 had to turn and turn his little uh, executive order up to veto and put it up so everybody could see it. Like, yes, I vetoed it. My first veto. Everybody look. It's my first veto. Isn't it pretty? What a, uh, I don't even want to say. So, yeah, you know he vetoed it already. He was probably sitting there jumping in his seat, waiting on them. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Vote it down. Vote it down because my veto pen is ready to go. Did you hear the comment that he made about uh, he's got his bikers and some other yeah. some other group he mentioned talking about and they, they can get really rough and all. I'm yeah, like, they're mean. But he mentioned something about they can get really tough or. Is it they're mean? Yeah, but he also mentioned the word tough. And I'm like, what is that? Like a undercover threat? That's what he is. That's exactly what he is. Yeah. He's a bully. Yeah. He's a bully and he really runs stuff. He runs yeah. it. Yeah. First yeah, of all, if you think is. that Trump is not one of the grand poo bars in this national stuff, he just can't attend the meetings all now at being uh, president, but he goes to these rallies and talks about it and keeps people fired up and talks like he wants to. Because the rally has his base. In order for him to keep the ignorant people on the same page, you got to keep throwing stuff at him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not too much, not too little. So he goes and sprinkles stardust in their hair and um, golden skylights with the hearts there. How's that song uh, goes? I, I don't know. That's before my time. <laughs> Close Boy. to you. Okay. Okay. He goes to the meetings and he sprinkles stardust in the hair, golden highlights <laughs> in my something or another. Okay, well, thank you, Papa Diddy. Well, he's got to keep them up there. That they're not that yeah. intelligent, so they you, he got to keep them subliminal. Yeah, like, like all these rallies, he has to keep feeding them. Got to keep, keep the feeding them because they're not that smart. They'll fall off. They'll be influenced by something else. So he got to keep throwing a dagger at them. We're not taking any calls tonight, but please enjoy this Best of the Pajama Party episode. Thank you. All right. Uh, welcome back to the Pajama Party. I wonder who's Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Okay, let's see. I'll, I'm going to go first with the uh, black workers in Ohio are suing UPS, accusing them of allowing hate at work. Now, this is not the first time we've heard stories about black workers going through issues on their jobs. So right now, we've got 19 UPS workers that are suing UPS, that's the United Parcel Service, not the United States Postal Service, 
suing them, saying that they have suffered repeated racial discrimination and that UPS did nothing to stop it. Managers and supervisors have uh, enabled and even encouraged the hate at the distribution center in Marmee, Ohio, according to the lawsuit filed in Lucas County Court in Ohio. The workers claim that nooses were hung above the workstation of of a black employee, that a monkey doll dressed up as a UPS employee was placed near others, and that the N-word was frequently used in the workplace. The workers, who many of whom say that they've been at the company for more than 20 years, are arguing that racist comments has caused reactions ranging from fear, anger, disgust, to dismay. And that uh, basically they're saying that UPS didn't do anything about it. They've reported it over and over, and UPS hadn't done anything. So now UPS is saying they promptly investigated and took swift disciplinary action against the people found to have engaged in inappropriate actions, including Mm -hmm. firing two employees. And the lawsuit Mm -hmm. details a variety of incidents at a UPS distribution center during the workers' years there. One worker says that a group text message from white coworkers about possible lottery winnings in July of 2016 contained racially driven and offensive messages. It included, if you feel down and out, the noose is loose. And another message said, can we Mm. buy another loose with the winnings? And Mm. another message said, like Clint Eastwood Eastwood said, hang them high. This is the kind of mess they're sending around. I mean, in, in this time and age, why do people yeah, have to no. continue to suffer this bull crap? I, I just, I, I'm speechless that this we still are reporting these kind of stories. Are we living I back know. in the '60s? What's going on? They, they, they didn't go anywhere. They stayed where they were until it was time for them to come out. Which Donald Trump brings all the racist folks out. That's how I feel. But this is a new generation of racists. These aren't the racists that were grown people in the '60s. This is a whole new breed of 20, 30, 40-year-old racists that are doing this stuff. Well, first of all, you got to think about the state. It's in Ohio. Yep. I was just going to say that. Yep. Yep. Clan headquarters. Mm -hmm. Nothing up there with some steers and queers. And clan Mm -hmm. headquarters. My my thing is, in in the article, it it does say that the lawyers say the white drivers in the UPS refused to deliver packages. This is a couple about three years ago because they didn't want to d- deliver to the call quote unquote the Enville or the end city. What kind of shiggity is that? That's just some crazy stuff. I, I, you know, it just it's just crazy. These folks so just these really people, don't have any respect. No, they don't care. They because they, you know, it's almost go back to Paula Dean. Paula Dean said, "I was raised this way," and yada yada yada. But this is the 21st century. I mean, yeah. don't you think you you have you should have evolved or you have, you should have changed by now? You would think. Come on now, don't well, don't, see, don't blame. No, I said don't blame. You know how you grew up on what is going on today. You have to change yourself. You know. Yeah. Facebook is in the news again as usual. Um, Facebook's data sharing practices investigated by grand jury. Um, a Facebook Incorporated investigated by the U.S. Justice Department has brought in to include a grand jury. A federal grand jury in New York 
subpoena records from at least two makers of smartphones and other electronic devices that had entered into um, partnership with Facebook, um, citing um, unidentified people familiar with the request. The U.S. Attorney's Office in Brooklyn, New York, declined to comment. Facebook said in July it had received questions from U.S. agencies, including the Securities and Exchange Commission, the Federal Trade Commission, and the FBI. Wow. It goes on to say it has already been reported that there are um, ongoing federal investigations, um, including by the Justice Department. Um, as we've said before, we are cooperating. They are cooperating with investigators and take those probes seriously, really. The social media company is already under investigation by numerous governments around the world over alleged privacy violations stemming from its relationship with um, Cambridge Analytica, a political consultory that obtained the data of millions of the site's users without their consent. The FTC said last month it was creating a task force to look into the possible anti-cooperative um, conduct by Facebook. Really? I think Facebook is is, is a bunch of shiggating because they're getting paid highly and they claim they don't know what's going on, but they're getting paid big time to sell your name to another company and use your information for whatever they're going to use it for. So that's what they're doing. They're selling your information because Facebook is so broad, you know, so big of a company that they can do that. And they're taking your information and selling it and making bank. So they know what's going on. So for homeboy to get up there on, on Capitol Hill and say he don't know too much about it, he may not because this is a big company. is a, an entity um, he may not know anything about, but they're getting paid big time. All right, we'll see what's going to happen with that story. All right, Betsy DeVoe uh, suggested that uh, private colleges help students learn math. Oh, my gosh. That woman now, needs to never live. This lady's secretary of education, she has no background on anything, and, and she's a complete <laughs> idiot as far as I'm concerned. But, uh, you know, that's what Trump does. He puts his people in there the way he sees fit. Anyway, um, offer an upbeat assessment of the uh, headline-grabbing college admissions scandal. Betsy DeVos said on Thursday that uh, bribing colleges gave students a Really neat opportunity to learn math. <laughs> and now I don't know where to get these. Help, help. You get these cl- clever sayings. You know, like Martin Luther King said, "Either you're sincerely ignorant, or you have conscientious stupidity." Mm-hmm. Now I don't know whether this lady is sincerely ignorant, or she's conscious of how stupid she is. Anyway, I'm not trying to beat her down or talk about her, but hey, do both. <laughs> but anyway, she's the secretary of education, which is a big job. She's making money. Everybody's making money. Trump's paying his daughter. He's paying his son-in-law. Everybody gets a government check. Now, how about that? He's in charge of it now. Instead of him paying people through his own payroll like he did his whole life, now he can pay people with a government payroll. How about that? Is that interesting? I mean, we need to look at the big picture. But anyway, um, you know, she just goes on and talks about different little uh, stupid sayings and stuff like that and, uh, and like I said, her name is uh, Betsy DeBow, and she's the Secretary of Education. And she pops her head out every now and then, like a turtle coming out of a shell, and she says some crazy stuff. 
just to show just how uh, misinformed she is or out of how out of place she is. So, so she says, I'm trying to understand this. She's saying that this whole college cheating scandal is a good opportunity for the students to learn math. Why? She wants them to sit down and calculate how much money they're scamming? Well, first of all. I'm trying to understand, like, what? First and foremost, this scandal is no joke, okay? And you being a secretary of education, you should be putting your investigative hat on. You should be putting your authority hat on, not making a clever joke about it to try to think and you're going to. So it reminds me of Joy Bayard on the on the view. Mm-hmm. They'll be talking about something real serious, and her little ass is, you know, she's so house kept up on the east side of New York. You know, she don't know jack from nothing. You know, they talk about stuff. So in order to hide her ignorance, she'll say some old joke because she's a comedian. So she'll come out with some kind of joke or something and kind of downplay it. And you know, so it's the same way. So there's a lot of them out there that are they they they're, they're able to play in a circle, but they don't deserve to be there. Yeah, you know it's it's amazing. Um, Whatever I'm talking about. Um, story of mother sentenced to jail for enrolling her child in different district. Um, they're talking about this college scandal now since the other one came out. So the story of a black mother who served uh, jail time for using her father's address so her two daughters could enroll at a better school gained new attention on social media this week. Her name is Kelly Williams Bolar. Uh, served nine days in jail in 2011 after she was found guilty of using her father's address instead of her own in an attempt to have her daughters enroll in a better school. This was in, here we go again, Ohio, Anchorage, Ohio. Wow. I can't um, believe they locked her up for that. Yep, was put on a probation for three years and required to complete 80 hours of community service. Um, She goes on to say it's overwhelming, it's I'm exhausted, she said, after her sentencing. Um, I did this for them, so there it is. I did this for them. Her story um, resurfaced after more than 40 people were charged in a college enrollment scandal where wealthy parents, including the actress, where we just talked about Felicity Huffman and Lori Lawn, um, paid thousands of dollars to get their children to elite and highly selective colleges. So several social media users were quick to point out that discrepancy and media attention paid to Williams' uh, Bolar story compared to that of high-profile Hollywood actresses um, pointing out that Hoffman and Laughlin should serve jail time as well. So what do you guys think about that? I'm still trying to understand why did this woman get any jail time for using the wrong address to try to get her kids in a different school? People do that all the time. I know, but to it's, me, it's, it's the worst the thing that should have happened. But the worst thing that they, to me, what you should do is if you find that somebody used the wrong address, you boot the kids right. out of that school and send them back to the school where they're supposed to be. But to say you going to go to jail and three but years probation is a crime. But, but as Papa Didi said again, look at the state, Akron, Ohio. Here we go back to Ohio. You know, it it it's it, it is the law. That it's unlawful that you that you can't do that, and it depends on the state how they're going to enforce it. Because I know in the district they do it all the time. They used to. Now if they're going to enforce it, that's on the district. But somewhere in Ohio, oh yeah, they don't they don't play. They do not play. Mm-mm. Ain't gonna happen. 
So, see, then I would have to wonder, is she the only one who has ever gotten caught using a different address? I'd like to know how many other people in that area went to jail for doing the same thing. Because that is something that it goes on all over the country every every sure. school year. Sure. So, you know, sure. unless they're just going to pick on her. So I guess what people they, are saying but, at but this t- point But is, then, too, they could have made an example out of her. I mean, you know, it, it's just going to show that we're not going to tolerate it, you know, depending on the state. They're just not going to do it. It's the law. But then, but then probably, how about we not probably, tolerate all of this college cheating thing and let these people all sure. go to jail? Well, let's just see what's going to happen. That's why this resurfaced, because this is an African-American woman and these are white women. So we're going to see what's going to happen. If they're going to do any jail time or they're just going to stab them on the wrist, throw their kids out and just say, you know, give them probation time. That's going to be interesting to see. I guess that's going to be the the big thing on social media. So that's why this this particular um, story resurfaced. Yeah. Yep. You don't want to say stuff is black and white, but, you know, it's, it's, it, I hate to say but it, it but it, it seems like that it is. Sure, sure. Most of the time is. it is. Mm-hmm. Yep, so. We're not taking any calls tonight, but please enjoy this Best of the Pajama Party episode. Thank you. All right. Okay. Well, thank you. All right. Welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, my darling. Oh, mm-hmm. man. What's mm-hmm. Papa's name? I tell you what, there's so much going on. I really don't know where to begin. Hmm. You know, I was thinking. I was thinking. First of all, Trump is how old? Seventy something years old. Now he's a man that been jigging money, got all kind of crooked stuff going on, and been doing his thing for a long time, right? But uh, what do you do when he reaches that part in his life where he's like a little tired? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Something that's kind of, you know, not not working well with him. What happens to that whole Trump uh, matriarch when when he goes out of out of whack? You know, with his aggressiveness, like he has, and all that. Who who else talks like that? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know where. You know, here's the man that is getting over so hard. You know, he he owns the post office downtown, turned into a hotel. Okay. Now, that city is supposed to be rented from the government, and he's the government. Mm-hmm. Okay? So he's probably not paying no rent to have the joint, you know. But rent is basically a short term with rich folks, a term that means ownership. You know, when they say apartments, they use that term a lot. I think sometimes rich people just use that term because they feel like they're still with the mainstream. Oh, come to my apartment. I live on the east side. And it's, it goes up like an apartment. When you get in there, there's like nine rooms in there. Mm-hmm. They cover the whole upstairs. You can see all four angles going around the street because the building they live in takes up the whole block. So I'm saying all that to say that uh, what happened when when Trump deflates from power? I don't think his little punk-ass sons are going to take over. Okay? And his daughter, you know, who knows what's, what's her situation. I think by that time, her kids, her small kids will be teenagers. So therefore, he won't. She'll have a whole nother agenda going on in her life, you know. And then the other guy, her husband, you know, who knows what what he's going to be doing or where he'll be. But I just I don't see Trump in the next. You know, he's trying to win this election basically so he can clean up his mess. I think that's the biggest objective of winning this time. If he wins the election, you're going to see a whole different Trump. You know, a whole different Trump. 
Because this man knows he's made a mess and he wants four years to put it back together. And, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting. So, so we'll see what happens. And another thing I want to say is uh, Antonio Brown. He's Uh-oh. a wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He got traded or he got, you know, they put a deal together to send him to the uh, Raiders. The Raiders. Okay, now, he's at the press conference looking like little orphan Annie, okay? Like he has no drama with his career. When he just got done beating Tomlin, who his birthday is today. Happy birthday, uh, Mr. Tomlin. I'll call you Mr. Tomlin. Is that his last name, Tomlin? Yeah. Coach of the Steelers? Now, anyway, the way that Antonio Brown dogged his coach, a black coach at that, at Pittsburgh, but he gets down to Oakland with Gruden and the owners, and he's calling both of them by their Mr. Surname. Mm-hmm. Mr. Gruden and Mr. whoever the uh, general manager and the owner was, and he's kissing everybody's ass. Now, you you were causing all kind of rhetoric over at the, the other place you were at, at, at the Steelers. And now you're acting so sweet and nice that you're somewhere different? I mean, what? I don't know. It, the press conference was crazy. And, you know, the brother, like I said, he he's around these rich white folks now that are richer than him. And he's kissing their ass, you know, because Gruden signed a $100 million, $100 million contract for, for 10 years. So he's still in the building process. And what's going to happen with Oakland being in the building process and they're not winning? He was pissed off because Pittsburgh ain't winning. Now that you're with the Rams, are you going to be pissed off when the Rams aren't winning? <laughs> So what's going to be your problem, Antonio Brown? You know, you won on Dancing with the Stars. I think that blew your damn head up. Because now you can't even live with the Joker. I mean, he's just so, you know, I mean, I don't mean to rag on the brother. but uh, And then you got the other guy, Le'Veon Bell. He's the other guy for the Steelers. They held out all last year, didn't take no money. This year he ended up signing with the New York funky-ass Jets. Now here's a person complaining about Pittsburgh again. His coach is a black coach, you know, Tomlin. Like I said, it's his birthday today. And here's Le'Veon Bell that went to a worse situation than he was in. You know, you're going gonna to leave Pittsburgh to go to the New York Jets? That team doesn't win no more than four games a year. And what's going to happen when he gets pissed off? So over the next few months when the season starts and preseason starts, or when the actual season starts, and the Jets are losing and the Raiders are losing. You watch and see what these two brothers do now. You know, they both kicked, you know, kicked Tomlin to the curve. A black coach made him feel bad. Thank goodness the Rooney family allowed him to keep his job during all that drama that Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown was causing. He's managed to keep his job. So, you know, it's just interesting how, you know, you know, black people just sometimes, they, the way they, the ass they kiss sometimes. It's unreal. Instead of embracing the brother like you should, being he was your, you know, your coach when you got there, you dogged him. You wanted to get away from him, and now you're over there with Oakland kissing their ass and calling all the white folks Mister. Oh, really, brother? Thank you, sir. Anyway, May I that's have all I got. To, yeah, that's all I got to say <laughs> on that. Tough guy. Now he's over there licking kahunas and oh my, you know, taking tea bag dips of their, uh, you know. Oh my goodness. He's gonna do. Okay. Are you basically telling him to go ahead and see who you are? I'm just waiting for the season to see what he does with the uh, the Raiders, and I want to see what Le'Veon Bell does with the, the Jets. 
You know, they got paid, got paid a little bit of money, but hell, it's still the it's still the Jets. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And then, it's the Jets. Yeah. And, and that the, uh, jet is not taking off. And so. Oakland Raiders is just getting started. They're in their development stage. So, you know, they're tripping right now. Mm-mm. All right. This is Mr. L.O. It's Friday night and you're listening to the Pajama Party Show. Stay tuned for the cocktail of the week coming up later. We got a good one for you. And you can go to apajamaparty.com for the previous cocktails of the week, just in case you missed one. Stay right there. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. Red wine. And bones, darling. And it's time for the weird news. Uh, let's see. You know, this is my favorite segment because I love weird news. I guess I'm weird, but anyway. Uh, I'm going to kick it off tonight with uh, a T-shirt done. We used to launch contraband into an Oklahoma prison. You know, people would try some stuff. This is out of Sayre, Oklahoma. An Oklahoma woman was arrested after authorities say that she used the t-shirt gun to launch drugs, cell phones, and other contraband over the prison fence. I don't know what she was thinking. Oklahoma Department of Corrections say the incident prompted a lockdown at the North Fork Correctional Unit in Sayre, which is about 120 miles west of Oklahoma City. The authorities uh, arrested Carrie Jo Hickman. Come on, Carrie Jo. After discovering the T-shirt gun and and another package in her car, Tulsa television station KOTV reports that the container that was launched Sunday contained cell phones, earbuds, phone chargers, meth digital scales, marijuana, and tobacco. She was launching all kind of stuff. Carrie Joe was getting it on with that launching thing. Uh, Hickman remains jailed as of today in Beckham County on complaints of introducing contraband into a penal institution and conspiracy and drug trafficking. And uh, jail records don't list an attorney who could speak on her behalf, but she better find one. Because, Carrie Joe, you going down. <laughs> a lot going on, isn't it? Yeah. She was feeling real yeah. adventurous. Wow. Well, you know, this is what happens when you go too far. If she had probably just mm-hmm. launched some cigarettes and maybe some weed or something and then gone on about her business, she'd have probably gotten away with it. But she's trying to uh-uh. launch like 40 pounds of crap over the fence. <laughs> It's crazy stuff. That's why it's weird news. All right. Well, over to you, Tim. I got a tongue twister here. I hope you guys can follow. 
We got a French fry mushroom ferret found at California City Hall. Now, I'll, I'll tell you in a minute what a ferret is. Um, banning California, animal control officers were caring for a French fry munching ferret abandoned outside City Hall in a Banning, California. Officials say the brown and white weasel-like creature was discovered in a crate with a pile of fries on Wednesday. <laughs> City workers wrapped the animal in a towel and brought it inside despite its pungent odor. Man, I've been scared it was a, a skunk. Video released mm-hmm. by Riverside County Department of Animal Services shows the ferret happily munching the fries, which the spokesman John Welp says it is his favorite treat. California law prohibits ownership of ferrets. Wow. Welp says how whoever left the ferret could face a misdemeanor charge for abandonment of a pet. Shut up. Hey, man, but mm. they said it's illegal to have them. Yep. So uh, as you know, as you, what I was saying is a ferret is a, is a domesticated form of the European polecat, a mammal belonging to the same genesis as the weasel, so it's the weasel family, and it could be brown, black, white, or mixed. Uh, okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I'm still stuck on the person could face abandonment, but if it's illegal <laughs> to have them. <laughs> I know. So so the the county people shouldn't have it, so I guess they're going to get rid of it somehow. I guess they, you have to call animal control, I guess, to get rid of it. But that's oh, why the boy. person who had it abandoned it. They probably said, I ain't going down for this ferret. And they uh-huh. dropped that thing off somewhere. Wow. Eating french fries. Wow. And that's funny. Okay. That's weird. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay. weird news. Uh-huh. That's weird news. Uh, a lamb is found uh, trotting through New York City. On the, let me see, the reason for this is, uh, it's copying under here, I'm found, trolling New York City, all right, yeah, Lamb was uh, caught uh, trolling through New York City by itself on his own, they're trying to figure out what happened with this uh, Lamb, the New York Associated Press, the wayward Lamb running around in uh, New York City, mm. bridge briefly over uh, to, uh, Traffic before his rescue. He was out there in the middle of the road, and uh, I don't know how a lamb got out in the city. I could see a dog, cat, what have you, but uh, maybe that was a pet. Let's see. The animal was first seen uh, trolling eastbound along the shoulders of uh, Galwin Expressway around 9:30 a.m. on Wednesday. Oh, no. Yeah. He, He's just going down the highway. Now, where did a lamb come from? What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, I'm just trying to figure out when I read this. Understand different animals that may get into a trick bag, but how are you gonna get a lamb out of this situation? Who knows? Anyway, so the lamb uh, around 9:30 was walking on the highway on Wednesday. New York City police officer uh, Domenico Gatto. He looks like a damn mafia name. Domenico Gatto. Gatto said he was on duty when a motorist informed him about the uh, the lamb on the road. And 
Gato and other police officers uh, chased down and caught the animal, taking it to the Animal Care Center in Staten Island. Animal Care Center employee Jessica Vepsco, she said the, the lamb is young, probably less than a year old. Officials say the lamb will be transported to the Skyland uh, Animal Sanctuary and uh, put up a rescue mm. in New Jersey. The same sanctuary that took uh, in a cow that, ex- that uh, escaped from a New York City slaughterhouse last year. Oh, so I guess they figured. I guess they figured. I guess they figured that if the if the animal gets away from his cage and stuff. They must be deemed uh, half nerd and half uh, human or something because now they got special people to scram away, and you got the cow that did it, and now the lamb did it. And, I, and I've actually seen goats. I have a slaughterhouse uh, in, in New Jersey. I know a slaughterhouse in a neighborhood that I frequent. And every now and then, one of the goats get out of here, and they're chasing the goat down the street. <laughs> And that's wow. He, he probably wanted his fur to be taken off. He said, bump y'all. I want my damn fur to be taken off. Uh, it was more than the fur, but it, that's what he... Well, they slaughtered those animals. Was, uh, and a lamb is uh, how they, what you use for veal. You know, veal may, is made from from lamb. Oh, you know what? I'm thinking about a sheep. They they take the um, the um, fur off oh, the Oh, the wool from the... No, mm-hmm. with a lamb, they that's meat, uh, you know, tender lamb tender chop. lamb. Meat. That's veal. They want That's some lamb chops. Mm. I don't know. Wow. Wow. Okay. Didn't we do a story, of, a weird news story about a week or so ago about a cat? Somebody's pet cat ended up on some bridge in New York way on the other side of town. Something like that. Mm-mm. Cats and lambs. I think these animals are making a, these animals are making a run for it. That's what's happening. Cannibals? What you drink? I, I'm trying to say animals and cats at the same time. The cats and the, and the lambs and the, and the goats and the sheep and cows. I think they're all making a run for all of the all above. Right, so okay. I don't blame them. Somebody probably told them, you know where they're taking you on that truck, right? You're not coming back. You know that, right? <laughs> We're not taking any calls tonight, but please enjoy this Best of the Pajama Party episode. Thank you. All right, welcome back to the Pajama Party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir again, darlings. And it is now time for the star of the show, Red Wine, and her segment, I'm Just Saying. Oh, nobody's going to rebut that one? Okay, I got away with it. All right, um... Tonight I want to talk about uh, an issue that some of the black actors, actresses are talking about in Hollywood, and that's the issue about just trying to get their hair and makeup done. When they go on set, they're running into these issues where you, if you've ever shot a movie, you go on set, and they tell you, okay, well, you got to be here at, say, 6 in the morning for hair and makeup. And you get there, and the makeup artists and the hair people are trying to figure out, oh, you've got that kind of hair. And this is more so for women with natural hair. You come in there with your natural hair, no perm, no press outs, and they're looking at you like, uh, what are we supposed to do with this? So that's what's been going on. And I guess for a long time, they have not been really speaking out. They've just been kind of dealing with it. So as the situation has evolved, 
some of them are now starting to bring their own stuff on set. And the question is, first of all, you're being hired to be part of this this film or TV show. Why should you have to? The white actors don't have to bring their own stuff unless they have some, you know, particular skin issue that you know you got to use a certain product, you know, to keep you from breaking out or whatever. That's different. But just for something basic, just because you have natural hair, these people are freaking out because they don't know what to do. But what makes it so crazy is that there are so many, I mean thousands upon thousands, of hairstylists and makeup artists who specifically focus on black hair care and black makeup styling. Why won't Hollywood just hire them? That's the question. Why won't Hollywood just hire the people who can do the job? That's why sometimes you see some of these TV shows and movies and you look at some of the black actresses and you think, what is up with that wig? What is up with that makeup? That's the problem. It's because a makeup artist failed because they didn't have the proper foundations and the right color blends for our skin tones, or they didn't know what to do with her natural hair. If she came in there with an afro, they will say, okay, look, I can't do anything. We're just going to have to put a wig on you. And then they'll come up with these crazy-looking wigs, and then when you watch the show, you're wondering, like, why would they put that horrible-looking wig on her or that terrible weave or something like that? It's not because that was part of the script. It's because the people are not equipped to deal with natural hair. This makes no sense. It's inexcusable. And you shouldn't have to show up with your whole glam squad just because you're you're doing a, a project and they're not equipped to handle it. All the other white actresses can go just sit their little narrow butt down in a chair and relax while they get all glammed up. The black actors, black actresses are sitting there waiting and waiting while these makeup artists try to figure out what to do, what to do. And they're trying this, trying that. No, that's not working. Wash it all off. Start over again. It, it, it's. I just don't even understand why Hollywood won't just hire the right people. It's not, it, what is it, rocket science? It's not rocket science. You know what I'm saying? If your TV is broken, you don't call a plumber to fix it, right? If your air conditioning stops working, you don't call the cook to come and fix the A.C., you call the appropriate person to resolve the issue. So if you don't have the right people to get these women looking the way that they want to look to make them look their best, that reflects on your project. I wouldn't want to produce a movie if I've hired these actresses and then my makeup team and hair team can't make them look the way I'm paying. I'm writing a check for this project. It's going to be a problem. So if I'm the one that's bankrolling this project, I need to go and complain to somebody and say, what is the problem? Why does Gabrielle Union look 20 years older for a role where she's supposed to be like 35? You got her looking 55 with that crazy looking hair going on. And why does her face look almost gray? What's wrong with the makeup? You know, it's that kind of stuff. So, you know, it may not seem like a big deal, but this is the kind of stuff that these actresses are dealing with. And they're saying that they got to show up on set. You know, uh, 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 what's her name? Yvette Nicole Brown. I think she was on The Office. She wears her hair natural. 
and she was saying that she brings her own trunk with different kinds of hair or weave or whatever that she's going to need. She has to bring her own makeup because otherwise they're going to have her looking jacked up when that camera goes on. And they're saying that they have to try to convince the directors that there is a better way to do this and that the character that they're playing, you know, wouldn't look the way that they're trying to style them to look. So I'm only bringing it up just to let you all know this is some of the struggle that our sisters are having in Hollywood. You know, if you don't show up with your own stuff, you're possibly going to get jacked up with the hair and makeup. So I'm just saying tonight, Hollywood should be ashamed of themselves. Don't jack up the sisters. You pay to get those makeup artists and the and the hairstylists in there. Pay to have somebody who knows what to do with black hair, with natural hair. How about that? You know, like I said, it ain't rocket science. That's all I'm saying. All right, all right. That was a good one, Red Wine. Nothing is right. Are they getting anything more on their contract? Because they're providing, um, you know, their the own hair care? They have not said so. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. bringing their own products and stuff just because they want to look their best and they're tired of getting mm-hmm. jacked up or they're tired of having mm-hmm. that stress of having people standing there scratching their heads like, I don't know what we're going to do. Um, right. Well, we're going to have to straighten it. And they're like, no, I don't want all that heat in my hair. Right. But it, it, you know, it, they it goes make back it to, um, but but it goes back to the character that the director is or the writer is trying to portray. If if that particular person has that type of hair, then sure they have to conform to the straight hair. But you know, it, it goes back to the character. What are they trying to portray on the character? You know. Yeah, but that's still, a good point. You know, yeah, the, the blacks are getting the short end of the stick. I didn't realize this was all going on. This is something new. Uh, but I, I guess well, it's been going on for a while, but I guess it's new Right, to us. it's been going on for a while, but I guess a lot of them just weren't saying anything. First, they were just right. suffering through it. Then they started, you know, trying to bring their own stuff to make up for the for the deficit. And now right. they're at a point where they're saying enough is enough, and they're speaking out about it. I'm very disappointed to find that out. But anyway, all right, we'll take a quick break and come back with Papa Didi and Living for the City. And uh, you're listening to the Pajama Party Show on Blog Talk Radio. We're not taking any calls tonight, but please enjoy this best of the Pajama Party episode. Thank you. Yeah, that's the Pajama Party every Friday night. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I'm uh, <laughs> getting it in on that Friday night thing. Thanks. I'm um, Papa Didi, and I'm here with uh, Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Thank it. Thank it. And uh, I'm going to cover this segment now, another segment of mine, which is called uh, you know, Living for the City. So, now, let's see. I think what we should discuss tonight is the fact that uh, what are they going to do this year to reclaim the White House? Hmm. Okay, is they going to get it with, a, with just a regular shoe-in by people that are blindly voting for a Republican and things like that? Or, or does Trump have to keep brainwashing his constituents with all his sayings and his everyday stuff that he's putting down right now? You know, how's it going to happen? And if Trump does get back in to win another election, 
How's that going to look? How interesting is that going to be? Hmm. I mean, here's a man trying to build a wall, and he got everything else going on. You know, with the house. it's almost like you're trying to build a man cave in your house, and your toilet's leaking. You know, it's so interesting. I think the reason why people are so down is uh, his little wall situation, that the infrastructure. On the, I mean, I went to the other day from Baltimore to uh, Maryland on the uh, Parkway. On Washington Parkway, they got they got potholes on that thing, deep enough to bury a dog. Then they got signs that say "Slow down, don't go, cover 30 miles an hour on the on the Ben Franklin." I mean, not Ben Franklin on the uh, on Washington Parkway. Now, why won't you just get the trucks in there and fix the potholes? No, you got to you got a sign saying to "Slow down" so you don't mess your car up. But uh, I don't get it. Who who really owns the Baltimore Washington Parkway? Hmm. When you get to Rondo Mills in that area, everything is nice and repainted and re rehooked up. But on the Baltimore Washington Parkway between, let's say, uh, Rondo Mills and uh, Lanham, it's a mess. Because nobody wants to put the bills. Like five different people are in on it, you know, finance it, but the road is just going to pot. And the Baltimore Washington Parkway between Baltimore and D.C. is one of the most popular roads going. Now, if you live in Philly or New York or something like that, and you live this way, you're going to be on that parkway eventually. But uh, it's horrible. You know, it's horrible. The potholes, everything's a mess. And Hogan just became the uh, governor of Maryland, and he's saying, what are you going to do with the parkway? He doesn't done squat. So if you ever got to come to D.C. and take that parkway and get up here from Baltimore, Watch yourself, because it's a mess right now. Mm. But anyway, um, on top of all that, I suggest everybody get themselves together for this election coming up and figure out what you want to do, who you want to vote for. And I think the Democrats should really get together and really team up on who they're going to go for to, to beat Trump. You know, stop being so egotistical. We got like 10, 12 people right now. And, Maybe more by now. Yeah, and the Democrats... Um, you know, cover the race there. They put a primary for the Democrats. They got like 12 people. And they just go all end up canceling everybody, each other out. So, so let's uh, get up on that voting thing, you know. Find out what's up. And, um, stay up on your game because another four years of Trump will kill us. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. It killed me. I knew that. Amen. All right. That's your last word on the topic? Yeah, it's my last word. I'll leave it at that. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I'm with you on that. I don't think I can take another four years. I really don't. All right. Well, thank you, Papa. Uh, We're going to switch over to Kettle on the Hollywood wrap-up. Kettle, are you ready to tell us what's going on in Hollywood? Sure, sure. Whenever you guys are ready. You ready for me? I'm ready for you. What do you think? All right. Well, breaking news, breaking news. Um, Whoopi Goldberg, she brought her co-host on The View to tears after she made a surprise return to the show on Thursday. Days after she revealed in a video that she recently came very, very close to leaving the earth because of a major health scare. Um, the host, Joe um, Joy Behar, 
he had been the uh, moderator for a while since Whoopi had been out for about almost a month. Um, she came out, surprised everybody, because she was on a video at first, and then later she came out and surprised everybody. Um, she got a standing ovation from the audience for almost 10 minutes, and she was like, you know, everybody was hugging her and everything, and she was like, wow, I missed you guys. Whoopi Goldberg is 63. She had been absent from the show since February. Um, she revealed that she had pneumonia in both lungs and sepsis. So um, that's a, a, a almost a deadly disease, really. I guess she's lucky to be here. So everybody was happy about that to see her. But she says she's, you know, she's still not in the clear. She's kind of still in the dark. So she's going to... Um, probably take more time off, but we don't know when she's going to be back. Um, also, I'm going to piggyback on the um, the scandal we talked about earlier, Lori um, Laughlin. She um, contributed to her, her children's, her two girls, $500,000 for their education. That's a lot of money. And... Um, Unfortunately, she's not going to be, um, she was on the um, Hallmark show, which is one episode of Hallmark is coming up that was going to feature Lori Laughlin, but they cut that off. And um, also for Full House, um, they have cut ties with her on that. So Hallmark and the Full House reunion, they cut ties with her. That was Lori Laughlin. Also, Felicity Huffman, she um, contributed $15,000 uh, to boost her um, child's SAT scores. Um, and um, she's been cut off. She had an upcoming um, Netflix um, project coming up. They cut her off, and um, she deleted her. Also, she deleted her Facebook. Her husband still has the Facebook going on, but Felicity, she deleted her Facebook. I guess she was getting, um, you know, bad press from that. Um, but there is a $500 billion lawsuit against it. the whole situation with the um, with the kids and the, uh, uh, you know, the parents paying for their uh, education and everything. So we're going to continue to follow that story. Um, we're just going to see. Like we talked about earlier about the African-American woman. She went to jail and she had, had to do some community service. We're going to see what's going to happen with these two women, um, these two uh, Caucasian women. Um, so we're going to continue to follow that story. Also, um, Fox has not renewed um, the um, Empire uh, show for uh, its uh, sixth season. So um, they're saying the Empire premiere came on, the ratings dropped 13% because of the um, Jesse Smollett. Yeah. Because of the Jesse Smollett, um, he pleaded not guilty. But as he says, you know, the press is putting out some misinformation and um, all of that. So I guess, you know, the truth is going to finally come out. Um, it was interesting to see him on um, Instagram or on Facebook um, and also on the um, uh, local news. Him and his crew came marching in into the court with their shades on and, you know, like they were coming to do business. But he really didn't have to be there. He was there. Uh, the court uh, situation was going on that day just to see if they were going to 
televised that particular um, segment of his um, court hearing, and they are. So he really didn't have to be there, but I guess he was just saving face, I guess. Him and his crew came walking in there. Um, Also, um, Wendy Williams, she's um, fighting with um, Howard Stern. That's an interesting battle because both of them are from radio. Um, the Wendy William uh, Wendy host calls out um, XM radio show host for being quote unquote too Hollywood, and Howard fires back. Um, but has the feud gone too far? Yeah, you have to look at the um, inserts on um, Instagram and Facebook and um, uh, Twitter. Um, I think Wendy just doesn't have anything else to talk about. So if she talks about other people. I mean, that's her business, sure. But when she came back from her stint from almost two months, she didn't really get into her situation with her, her family and her husband and some other things. But now she's going back and forth with Howard Stern. But if you hear what Howard Stern is saying, he is he's cussing worse than a sailor. I'm like, wow, that's, that's just some crazy wow. stuff. But um, um, also, um, on the last note, um, some good news, finally. Pharrell, he is um, he is uh, hosting uh, an awareness music festival in um, Virginia Beach, April 26th through the 28th. He's going to have people like Janelle Monet, Missy Elliott, SZA, and Migos. So um, maybe he's oh, really? raising money for yay. Yeah, so either he's raising money for something or he's just – I'm not sure. If, I think Pharrell is from there, if I'm not mistaken. He's from Virginia. Um, Missy Elliott, she's from um, VA also um, down in um, Portsmouth. So I think they're from the same area, and he's um, uh, doing a um, uh, a music festival. So, so that's my Hollywood wrap-up for this week. All right. Well, that was informative. But I think uh, Wendy's got some mess still going on with her husband. That she insists oh, sure. that it's all lies, that everything sure. is fine with them. But I'm like, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so either, you know. But, you know, she's, she's the queen of, of, of talking about everybody else, but not her, herself. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah. But, uh, so we'll yeah. see, but you you have you have to see that on um, uh, Twitter and YouTube um, the rant that he goes on to talk about Wendy Williams. He's he's cussing worse than the sailor. It's crazy. But, uh, I bet yeah. it is. How yeah. is a wild boy anyway? He is. He is. I think I think Wendy's just a little jealous. That's all. I think that's what that is. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. I mean, he's got radio. She's doing TV. What's the problem? Yeah. They both came from radio. Um, she's doing TV. He's done TV, too. So, I mean, they've, they've both done it all. From from them to come from radio and doing the things they're doing, they should pat each other on the back, you know. But You would think. Like I said, I, I think Wendy just ran out of things to talk about, so, you know. Okay. Anyway. All right. Well, um, uh, while you got the mic, what's the cocktail of the week? Well, the cocktail of the week is it's very interesting. It's called a 1934 zombie. Ooh. The boozy subculture of tiki cocktails was born in the early 1900s with one man, Don the Beachcomber. He created the zombie in 1934. Wow. 
Okay. So the, these ingredients are one ounce of aged Jamaica rum, one ounce of aged St. Lucia rum. It's a lot of rum. Uh, 0.5 ounces of overproof Jamaican rum, one ounce of oh lime God. juice. Thanks. Finally, something to cut it, right? Uh, <laughs> 0.75 ounces of grapefruit juice. That's Papa Didi stuff. 0.5 Ooh. ounces of cinnamon syrup. 0.5 ounces of uh, uh, falernum. And falernum is a um, uh, syrup liqueur from the Caribbean. It entails ginger, lime, and almond. So that's um, falernum. F-A-L-E-R-N-U-M. 0.25 ounces of um, pomegranate syrup. Five dashes of um, absinthe, which is a a bitters, and um, five dashes of the um, agostura bitters. So you combine all the ingredients, add about 16 ounces of crushed ice, whip, shake, and pour into a tiki mug. And garnish with the grapefruit floret, lime, wheel, and cinnamon stick, and orchid. Wow, that's a lot. Wow. But that's you put a in very your little, decorative drink. Yeah, you put in your um your your uh the uh, tiki you know type style, which is the bamboo type um cup. You put in that. So. Yep, that's a lot of rum. Yeah, that is a lot. Off. I mean, just listening to it, I'm like, whoa, I'm getting a buzz just thinking about it. I know that's right, but maybe the uh, grapefruit and the um, bitters will help it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. We'd have to try. We'll have to take that one to the test kitchen and see what's going on with that one. All right, man. All right. Well, it'll be on our website, com. So check it out. All right. Mm-hmm. And the Cocktail of the Week is sponsored by our parent company, dchomegrown.com. Uh, thank you for that. All right, uh, let's see. The Kiss It List. Uh, Papa was going to tell us about the Kiss It List earlier, but the mm-hmm. Kiss It List is, uh, let's see, how do I describe it? The Kiss It List mm-hmm. is basically uh, a list of people who, as Papa always says, have shown their behind all week or during the week or acted a fool or said something just moronic. So we put them on the list to tell them to kiss it. So on the <laughs> list tonight, uh, who do we have on the list tonight, Kel? Um, what's that lady's name you, you told me to put oh, on there? DeVos, Betsy DeVos? Betsy DeVos, the uh, Secretary yeah. of Education, for saying that the mm-hmm. college scandal should be used as a teaching experiment for math. For the kids, yeah, she's yeah, an ignorant crazy. woman. Yes, she um, is. Yes. Also, I've got all the people involved in those college cheating scandals, including the parents, the teachers, the coaches. Oh, for sure. That man, yep. Mr. Singer, all Singer. of them. Singer, they're yep. on the kiss list. Yep, yep, yep. You got that right. Singer Lori Laughlin and Felicity Huffman. Yep. Yeah, on the kids yep, list. all of them. And uh, Mr. Kraft, Roger Cadell, 45. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to put 45 on the list for that veto. Mm, you know, if, the way if, he's showing that thing, like the way a toddler poops in the pot and wants you to look at it. Yeah, like, if people don't know who, 
If people don't know who 45 is, he's Donald Trump. That's who we uh, refer to, 45. Yep. That's 45. All -hmm. right. Well, we have a special prize for everyone who made it on the Kiss It list this week. And here it is. My entire ass. All right, that's the song that accommodates the people on the kissing list, people that showed their butt heiny. There's some crazy stuff, and that, sh- that song there explains your whole scenario. Yeah, now, that's what we need you to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, time for the last word. Uh, let's yep. see. Who's up first tonight? Yeah, what you got? Come on, Papa, what you got? You've been kind of quiet back there. Yeah, you know, but I had a long day, you know, and I uh, was I was celebrating the uh, home going of uh, my aunt, my aunt Doris, okay. passed away at 97 years old, and her funeral was today. And oh, I'm uh, sorry. the beautiful thing about it today is what I, is that I must have met at least 50 cousins, you know. Mm, wow! I didn't want wow. to mention. I didn't want to mention what other family that reminds me of. We won't speak on that. But, uh, it, was, it was very interesting. Right, and even people, this, this was real. You know, she was 97 years old, and she had great-grandchildren mm-hmm. and, and grandchildren. And everybody was there, but her great-grandchildren were in their 20s. Mm-hmm. So it was just an amazing thing to see everybody just so grown and populating. They were They were populating. I mean, to have grown mm-hmm. children in different sets of 20s. Every every 20 years, everybody grew, you know, uh, another level of maturity. But mm-hmm. saying all that, you know, my Aunt Doris, 97 years old. God bless you. God bless everything you stood for. You know, you and my mm-hmm. Uncle Al just taught me so many wonderful things. And it's been a long time since I spent time around family to see just how you really connect it family-wise. You know, you travel or live in different areas from where you're from so you don't get a chance to friends your family too tough like you should mm-hmm. when you finally do go go down and see your family who and what they are and they're they're flourishing and we had mm-hmm. one person at the table with us that gave us a scoop on everybody who's this who's that who oh they were related to such and such and they're as closer than you think you know they're all they're all just related to to one another it was a big old cousin cesspool and i and i, I enjoyed it to know I have at least 40 beautiful people in my family that I'm just touching base with for the first time. Mm-hmm. So I'm fantastically glad about that. So anyway, nice. other than that, I'm just, um, just just resting the soul and hopefully my Aunt Darcy will rest in power, as they say, and uh, God bless you, Aunt Darcy. Okay, mm-hmm. that's beautiful. Yeah, you do nice. have a 
Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Red Wine. What's your last word? Oh, my last word is uh, regarding the New Zealand uh, mass shooting that occurred mm. uh, this week. I just want to say, you know, this is yet again another incident of somebody claiming to be a white nationalist, whatever, supremacist, you know, whatever you name you call it. Basically, you're a hater. You hate people who don't look like you, who don't come from the cloth you're cut from. And all this hate needs to stop. People need to stop all this. You know, it was no sense in killing those 49 people like that. None of these mass shootings make any sense. You know, and I don't want to just keep saying the same, well, our hearts and our thoughts and our prayers, you know. Yeah. That's not helping. It shouldn't be happening. It's not helping, and this stuff should not even be happening. You know, I understand that New Zealand is saying now that they're going to do something different with the gun laws there, but at least they're willing to take action and do something with their gun laws. Maybe the United States will wake up and smell the coffee. Yeah, they're in bed with NRA. Yeah, see, that's the problem. We just give a lot of lip service, so... I'm I'm so I'm so sorry that that situation happened, but I just hope something positive will come out of such a tragedy. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, the weather's beautiful temporarily, so I guess that's the bright side. I don't know. It just brings me it's just sad. Anyway, I'll yeah, give it, it to you, Kevin. Warm up. I'm sweating under my tears. Anyway, Kettle, what's your last word? Well, I got I got I got a few things. Um, you guys touch on it quite a bit tonight and my last word is a is, is a few things. Be kind to one another. That is so important. You walking down the street and you bump somebody, say excuse me. Even if they don't say nothing to you, say excuse me. So that means that you did your part. It's up to them to do their part. Also, drive with some sense. I mean, these folks are just driving out here with, with, with nothing right now. But drive with some right. sense, at least. Also, stop shooting young folks. And I mean the young folks in the DMV. They act like they are taking something, and that's probably the problem. They're shooting something, taking something. Ingesting something, smoking something, but y'all need to stop. Stop shooting. Um, also, the violence needs to stop. They did have a march on Washington today, or I think it was yesterday or, or today. The kids walked out, and they marched um, from the Capitol to the White House or vice versa about these gun violence. It just needs to stop. It just needs to stop. It just needs to stop. So... Young kids just keep continuing marching, and hopefully, eventually, Congress or whoever going to take some action, we got to take some action, and it's of the essence right now. Simple as that. So, that's my last word. Okay. Well, I think we're all feeling kind of radical tonight. Yep. And yep. and my yep. heart yep. goes out to those black actresses who have to bring their own hair and makeup and stuff just so that you won't look all jacked up looking like something from the walking dead that shouldn't be it shouldn't even be happening so shout out to them right you're making a good point whoever is African American descent or can do African American hair 
Y'all need to go ahead to Hollywood because y'all have got a job right there waiting for y'all. <laughs> yep. So you need to tell yep. those directors, uh, we're here to help you. Let us have a job. That's what I'm saying. Yep. And if, if that don't work, then y'all start a union out there, and from there things will grow. And that's how I see. There you it. go. I know. So. Hey, Kettle, we have okay. a caller. We got about we got about four minutes before we're off the air. I'm gonna try to pick up this caller. Caller, you've got about three minutes. Go right ahead with your comment, and welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, I just want to um, give a shout-out to Cattle for inviting me into the pajama party tonight. Um, the conversation was really interesting, and uh, I just want to give a shout-out to you guys. It's very encouraging to know that uh, black African Americans are out there trying to be entrepreneurs. Not trying well, to be, you. but are entrepreneurs. All right, so, now. Well, thank you. Thank um, you. <laughs> thank you very much. Yeah, well, we're glad you were on so. board with us tonight. We appreciate it. I hope you join us again right. next and Friday right. night. Yeah, yeah. I, I sure will. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. Mm-hmm. We appreciate it. All right, All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up. And, um, Papa, you going to say good night? I think Papa already left the building. He, he was acting like he had a ride to catch. He was looking all out the window. I think Papa checked out. So on, on behalf Hello? of Papa Didi, good night. And on behalf of myself, bonsoir. Uh, Kettle, you want to say good night? Yeah, I want to say good night, and I want to give a shout-out to that caller, um, the best manicurist in D.C., Miss Roxy. Uh, she got it going on. She um, did a special service uh, for my brother tonight, and I appreciate her services. So um, a, sh- a shout-out to Roxy. Thank you very much All for calling right, in. Ms. Roxy. All right. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. All mm-hmm. right. Well, okay. until next Friday night when we do it all over again, we're going to sign out, but you can check us out online at apajamaparty.com. Tell a friend. Mm-hmm. Spread the word. Spread the news. Grow the family. We thank you for your time. Thank you for your support. And we'll do it again mm-hmm. next Friday night at 9 o'clock Eastern. Uh, I think we're done. I'm saying good night. All right. You saying All right. good night? Good night. I'm out. Yep, good night. All I'm right. saying good night. And, and, All and right. On behalf of Papa Didi, who vacated the building before we went off the air, and he will be fine <laughs> for that. Good night. Uh-huh. See you next Friday night. We're out. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Aravadeci, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Yabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. Thank you.